As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room, formerly known as the Locker Room app, guys. Spotify Green Room is a live audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and use. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. Start or join ongoing conversations. Watch games together. React to the biggest news, rumors, and games. And, of course, I host a weekly show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. on the Spotify Green Green Room, the Bears Talk Underground presents Club 34-7. Be sure and join me. Come through and talk with me live. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS or Android app store. Create a profile, link to your Twitter, and join into the group. Follow me to be notified when my room goes live. And, of course, every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central, 8 o'clock Eastern, is when Club 34-7 uh, hits the air. So be sure to join in on the fun, guys. You don't want to miss it. And be sure to follow me on the uh, on the app so that you'll know anytime that I go live because uh, we'll be doing watch parties during the preseason. We'll be doing uh, knee-jerk reactions during halftime uh, during the season and things like that. Lots to do. This app opens up so many possibilities for interaction between me and you, my loyal audience. So be sure and download the Spotify Green Room app wherever you get your apps. <laughs> What's up, guys? So, uh, so yeah, so that happened. And uh, it happened on national TV. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. It was, um, you know, in, in a lot of ways, it was as bad as uh, I thought it was going to be. Uh, I, I believed all along, I believed all summer that the, the Rams are, are, you know, quite frankly, probably the class of uh, the NFC. I know some teams had some bigger wins and some more impressive uh, wins, but uh, Matt Stafford plus L.A. Rams uh, did look as good uh, as you thought they would. And uh, in, in, in early on, it was more about that quick strike ability that the Rams had been missing. And then later on in the game, it was about him uh, leading the offense to slowly but surely kind of cut, cut the Bears up in pieces, uh, especially in the fourth quarter. We will talk about that a lot more in depth tomorrow on the full preview, on the deep dive preview, or review, excuse me, review uh, episode uh, tomorrow. But this is our very first Bear Up and Bear Down episode of 2021. Uh, we do have a handful of names in each category, and we do, believe it or not, despite a 20-point loss, have a most valuable bear today. So let's go ahead and uh, see who made the naughty and nice list for our week one loss to the Rams and get this underway. Uh, it's the very first, it's week one, Bear Up, Bear Down episode of the Bears Talk Underground. So let's get to it. Hang up the telephone. I hear the dial tone. Ringing out 
such a a, a uh, I'm having trouble finding the words. Hopefully, I'm going to be better at this t- tomorrow uh, when I'm recording the show on Monday to get ready for a Tuesday uh, release because uh, I'm I'm having trouble putting into words, and I'm, I'm hoping that I'll be able to use um, my work day because I, you know, I work from home. So I'll be watching some YouTube clips and review. Maybe somebody else can help me find the words to describe how I'm feeling so that I'll be able to better uh, express that uh, on tomorrow's uh, show. Uh, mostly I'm just frustrated. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed. Uh, not because we lost, but more so because of how, we lost and and how we we dug ourselves into a hole that we couldn't get our we couldn't get ourselves out of as the game went along i mean we just basically proved the difference between the bears and the rams right now it's like you know you know you guys have known that i've what i think about the rams what i thought uh matt stafford joining that team would do uh for them and you know it could easily take them to the super bowl i wholeheartedly uh believe uh, and, and and you've also heard me say I'm thinking the Bears eight nine nine and eight uh, kind of thing. And truthfully, after tonight, I think the Bears might be worse than that because of our defense, not because we can't get it together on offense. Andy Dalton, you know, he wasn't special tonight, but he wasn't bad. He was not bad uh, tonight. He was not the reason that we didn't win uh, the football game. Uh, like I said, we'll talk. Well, I mean, we'll touch upon that a little bit more here as we get going with the with the lists but uh you know for the most part I I don't have any ill will towards Andy Dalton uh and what he did or didn't do uh tonight it was our defense eventually that killed us and what's funny is you'll hear tomorrow in the knee-jerk reactions going through like the first half and maybe even into the third quarter I wasn't blaming the defense I mean, not whole, not not whole hog the way that I would be the way that I was at the end of the football game but it's like if if not for a couple of major mistakes that was made by the defense, we're outplaying the Rams. We're winning this football game. We're it's a whole different story. We're going into the fourth quarter with, but instead, we did make those mistakes. The Rams did make us pay for them, and that's the difference between who the Rams are and who the Bears are right now. Right now, we're that team that can't afford to make any mistakes. You know, we have to be as close as we can to perfect to beat a team that's better than us. We can't, we're we're not that team that can afford a mistake or two and we're good enough to be able to cover that somewhere else. Uh, We're that team that can't, you know, can't be having penalties and and doing stupid things that's going to give gifts uh, to our opponents uh, like blown coverages and forgetting to touch the receiver when he's down to make sure that the play is over. Instead, he gets up and runs it in for a touchdown uh, and goofy things uh, like that. Uh, we can't afford that. We absolutely cannot afford that. And tonight was proof positive of that. Because take away those two touchdowns. The long one to Cooper Cup was just the blown coverage. Take away Eddie Jackson forgetting that he wasn't in college again and not touching Van Jefferson and before he runs in for the touchdown and the final score is 20 to 14. We still lose the game, but at least it is a game literally down to the wire as opposed to it being over with pretty much uh, by the end of the third quarter because that's when the Rams really seem to have our number. We're starting to run the football and, and uh, kind of grind us out of it there at the end. So anyway, 
all that being said, like I said, we'll, we'll get far more into it uh, tomorrow. We'll have knee-jerk reactions, be able to, and like I said, hopefully I've, I've uh, had a chance to listen to some podcasts and watch some video clips to, uh, to see if I can better express how it is I'm feeling after this game. So um, anyway, let's move on. Bear up and bear down. That is why we are here uh, today. Um, you know, first bear up. Uh, I believe it or not, I want to give it to Justin Fields. He only played, uh, you know, a handful of plays. Uh, I, I, I saw briefly on, I was looking briefly on Twitter before I came to start recording this. That uh, Nagy said that the, you know, getting behind and 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 you know having to, uh, uh, you know, try to try to catch up against the Rams limited his reps tonight. Uh, as I said, and I still feel the same way despite what he did do tonight. Uh, I didn't want Justin Fields out there for one play here, one play there. I, I didn't want him out there for that. If you're going to play Justin Fields, play Justin Fields. You know, if Andy Dalton's supposed to be the guy, then let him run the whole offense or sit him down, period. I just, I, I don't like this. I, you know, I, I, I'm not crazy about it just looking at the 49ers do it with Garoppolo and Trey Lance, and it's not even my team. And here it is. My team that didn't do that in the preseason, probably because Nagy's super paranoid and didn't want to quote unquote show his hand uh, in the preseason that the Bears might do something like this. But uh, I, I didn't want this. I don't want to see Justin Fields for one play here and one play there and 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 uh, and things like that. Granted, he's responsible for one of the touchdowns we scored tonight. Uh, made a made a you know a nice throw to. Uh, Marquise Goodwin on his first snap in the NFL ever officially uh, to get us inside the five yard line before Andy Dalton threw an interception in the end zone to kill that first drive. But, um, you know, it just, I, I, I don't, I don't want to be teased like this. I, I really don't, especially if they do it again next week. I think we'll have greater success on offense against the Bengals than, uh, than we did against the Rams uh, tonight. And, uh, I just uh, I don't want to see Fields go out there and in one play do something spectacular, and then we throw Andy Dalton back there, and you know we're we're back to being just a regular offense uh, again. I I don't want to see Fields out there unless he's actually playing, playing, playing as our starting quarterback. I I will stick to that. I I don't want to see it. I really don't. I just feel like it's it's teasing. You know I I don't I don't like it. So um, but bear up to him. He made the most of his opportunities tonight. Uh, that touchdown run was, that's what we got Justin Fields for. Uh, that's why we got him, you know, because he, he can do everything. He can run, he can pass. Uh, you know, we didn't really get to see much of his accuracy or his throws tonight because a lot of it had to do with, you know, kind of using the running game through him. Aside from the Marquise Goodwin thing, he was out there to take part in the running game at some point. You know, he had that one, that shuffle pass the Rams saw coming and, and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, he, he definitely showed the weapon that he can be. And again, I've just, it, it felt like a tease. I wanted to see more. I don't want to see him out there one play at a time, one play here, one play there. Uh, I don't want packages for Justin Fields. I want Justin Fields to play or I want him to not to play. This was, this can't be the plan. There can't be the plan to get him rep. If you get, want reps, leave him in the goddamn game. Leave him in there. Let him learn by playing. Other teams are doing it. We can do it too. So anyway, because he did maximize the time that he was out there, um, 
He wasn't afforded the time to make any rookie mistakes, and therefore he looked pretty damn good uh, when he was out there, and that touchdown run uh, that he made uh, was pretty impressive. So bear up to Justin Fields. Uh, Bear up Khalil Herbert, um, returning the ball very well on kickoffs today, and sadly he got a lot of practice uh, at that. Uh, but the one, the one that started, he, he, he pulled a Cordero Patterson. He was eight yards deep in the end zone. He runs it out and damn near gets it to midfield uh, before getting forced uh, out of bounds. Had another uh, couple of decent-looking uh, returns in there. So, um, you know, he did a good job uh, playing the Cordero Patterson uh, role, at least in the kick return, uh, kickoff return uh, game. So I just thought I'd give a nod uh, to the rookie. Thought he did well. Uh, and honestly, I want to give a bear up to Elijah Wilkerson because I was not a fan in the preseason. Uh, he did not play well. And frankly, he should have never seen the field today because he was our third left tackle because Jason Peterson's, uh, per the uh, usual as far as the last several years of his career uh, have gone, uh, suffered a quad injury somewhere in the second quarter. Uh, late in the second quarter, so he almost made it through the first half of a football game. Uh, did not come out for the rest of the, did not come back in for the rest of the game. Uh, Larry Barom, uh, our fifth or Borum, I keep mispronouncing his name. Larry Borum uh, comes in uh, in relief. Actually, does well, uh, but he too uh, suffers a injury. He got rolled up, which is common and sucks when you're an offensive lineman to be standing there do your job, and somebody else rolls you up from behind. Uh, no word on how serious that injury uh, might be. Hopefully it's nothing. But, um, you know, he seemed to walk out of an under his own power, but he was doing a lot not to put a, put a lot of weight on that left leg uh, when he was walking off the uh, field. So, therefore, Elijah Wilkerson had to come in in the third quarter to take over for him. And, you know, I thought he did well. Uh, he didn't stick out as the person that was making mistakes. Unfortunately, as the game went along, we decided it was a good idea that uh, we can stop double-teaming Aaron Donald and that we would leave him one-on-one with Cody Whitehairs, one of our best offensive linemen. But uh, I don't want anybody that we have on the offensive line going one-on-one with Aaron uh, Donald. Uh, I saw tweets that that Olin Cruz said uh, James Daniels was doing well uh, against him. But, uh, you know, I wanted to know, I wanted to see slash hear uh, or read that uh, – Sam Mustafer and Daniels and Cody White here were all doing a great job, uh, you know, teaming up on Donald to keep him out of Andy Dalton's face. And instead, we kept leaving him one-on-one with uh, Cody White here, and that did not work out. So, I mean, he only ended up with one sack, but he was constantly in, in uh, uh, Dalton's face and uh, causing problems and disrupting. That happened more uh, in the second half. And wasn't... What was also kind of pissing me off about the broadcast in general is that whenever the broadcasters seemed to notice something, it went against us. Like they started, you know, talking and harping on the fact that uh, the, the Rams did not convert a third down in the first half. The Rams did not convert a first down in the third half. They didn't, or first half, they did not convert a third down in the first half. And then what happens on the opening drive? They convert on third down. And a moment later, they throw that moment, that big touchdown pass to, uh, to Cooper Cup, so yeah, and I pretty much think they they kind of crushed it with because uh, they were like zero for four, zero for five in the first half. They finished six for eleven, so that means they were like five of six on third down for the rest of the game. Uh, so 
kudos. Thanks for thanks for bringing that up. That it always seems like when whenever uh, you know whenever the the, the statisticians like to throw out and be like, hey, this kicker has never made a kick over fifty yards in an open out, open air stadium, and here he is in Chicago at Soldier Field, has to kick a 55-yarder to win the football game, and he kicks it far enough he could have made it from 75. Uh, but, you know, guys never made a 55-yarder in open-air stadium before, and here he does uh, to beat the Bears uh, with it. And, um, you know, th- they did that with the third-down conversion thing and then also with the, uh, with the Aaron Donald thing. You know, never really done too many games with the Rams where where Aaron Donald has been such a non-factor. And then for like nine plays in a row, Aaron Donald was in somebody's face uh, in that in the football game. It's like, how about we just stop noticing things, please? Can we just call the game and stop stop noticing these trends? Because as soon as they come up, they always seem to come back and bite the bears in the ass. But uh, yeah, so anyway, finally, the, the last bear up is the most obvious one. Uh, bear up David Montgomery. 16 carries, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, only one carry for 10 yards, and that will f- be fed into our bear down list uh, here uh, in a moment. But, um, you know, he had three carries in the first half, or excuse me, not in the first half, in the first quarter. And those three carries were good for about 60-something yards. Um, actually, I think it was closer to 57. It was 57 yards because he was averaging 19 yards a carry in the first quarter. His first carry of the football game went for 41 yards. His second one went for 13. The third one for a meager three yards. So he had 57 yards on three carries in the first quarter. And, uh, yeah, that was it. We, we only had the three carries. But he had seven more. So he had like 10 carries for 70-something yards in the first half. And thanks to the deficit that we fell behind by two scores, uh, that we pretty much abandoned the running game somewhere in the middle of the third quarter. Uh, actually, I think we pretty much abandoned it after the uh, second touchdown drive where Justin Fields finished it off. So, I mean, if we're in this ball game, I think that his numbers are bigger. But the fact that he only caught one pass for 10 yards is a travesty. And we'll talk about uh, who's to blame for that uh, here in just a moment. But, um, you know, it's... Uh, Montgomery was a beast again he's just picking up where he left off from you know last year where he finished as a 1,000 yard rusher but he did almost all of that in from like week 12 to the end uh, of the season because I think he he had maybe 400 yards rushing before our bye week and then week 12 starting with the Packer game all the way through uh, the end to the Green Bay game at the end of the season uh, he found his way over a thousand yards. I mean, he had that big game against the Vikings. He had, you know, over a hundred yards rushing against the, against the Texans. He, he, you know, he was just a beast there in the, in the last, uh, you know, six, seven games uh, of the season. And he's, I mean, we've, we've heard about Montgomery and all the work that he done did on, you know, to, to, to get faster uh, and to, uh, to be more of a, an effective back. And, um, you know, call it circumstances of the game or whatever Nagy's blaming it on. Uh, we just didn't see enough of him uh, tonight. Hopefully that's a trend that will be get fixed next week and he'll get more than three carries in the first quarter and so on and so forth. But, uh, you know, definitely the best player on the field tonight wearing a bear uniform, bear up to David Montgomery. So quick break. We'll be back with uh, 
Bear Downs, and then we'll wrap this thing up. <coughs> this episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room, formerly known as the Locker Room app, guys. Spotify Green Room is a live audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and use. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. Start or join ongoing conversations. Watch games together. React to the biggest news, rumors, and games. And, of course, I host a weekly show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room. The Bears Talk Underground presents Club 34-7. Be sure and join me. Come through and talk with me live. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS or Android app store. Create a profile, link to your Twitter, and join into the group. Follow me to be notified when my room goes live. And, of course, every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central, 8 o'clock Eastern, is when Club 34-7 uh, hits the air. So be sure to join in on the fun, guys. You don't want to miss it. And be sure to follow me on the uh, on the app so that you'll know anytime that I go live because uh, we'll be doing watch parties during the preseason. We'll be doing uh, knee-jerk reactions during halftime uh, during the season and things like that. Lots to do. This app opens up so many possibilities for interaction between me and you, my loyal audience. So be sure and download the Spotify Green Room app wherever you get your apps. <laughs> Bear Downs, uh, sorry to end the show on sour notes, but uh, I kind of wanted to do these all together. And uh, Bear Down to the guy that is the blame for the lack of David Montgomery and has been for ever. Uh, that would be Matt, Matt Nagy who decided that taking the play-calling duties uh, back was a good idea now that Mitchell Trubisky was no longer uh, his quarterback. And, uh, you know, you know, Mitch wasn't the whole problem. He was a problem. He wasn't the problem. And it's, uh, you know, it was obvious then. It's obvious now to everyone but Matt Nagy. He and his play-calling are the problem. And, uh, you know, uh, just, um, you know, like I said, three carries for Montgomery, who was like, like, you know, you heard me talk about in the Lions game. It drove me batshit insane in that in that uh, Lions game. Um, but uh, the one that we lost at home, where he kept taking him out of the game. And we kept doing it here, doing it. Here. You hear me talk about it in knee jerk reactions. You hear me talk about it at length tomorrow. I promise you. Kept taking him out of the game, not sticking with the hot hand, not letting him be the guy that takes over the football game. Nagy's got to be the guy. He's got to be the one that's getting the rhythm and taking over the football game, even though he's not on the field actually making it happen. He keeps steering it away from our best player, okay? Because, guys, our best player on offense is not Allen Robinson. It hasn't been for a long time, okay? It's not Allen Robinson. It's David Montgomery. This offense should be running through David Montgomery, whether he's carrying the ball out of the backfield or catching it out of the backfield. He's the best we got. He is the best that we got. Not to say that Allen Robinson is not a good football player. Okay. He's definitely number two on that offense for sure, but he's not number one. And he hasn't been since week 12 of last year. David Montgomery is the man. He's the one that this offense should be running through. And instead, we're not. And that's what's pissing me off. One, it was one target 
and one catch for 10 yards for Montgomery. That's inexcusable. We should not be doing that. Okay, and Damian Williams, no issue with him. It's the, And it's the same as the Lions game last year. No issue with what Cordero Patterson did when he was on the field. It's just that those carries should have been given to David Montgomery. I feel the same way about Damian Williams. He didn't, he, his numbers were not great, but, you know, <laughs> about half of his opportunities should have gone to um, David Montgomery. He should be getting those extra carries. He had a few targets uh, in the passing game uh, tonight. Let me see if I can dig it up real quick. Yeah, five targets for uh, Damian Williams. Five. Only one for Montgomery. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. And uh, that's on Matt Nagy. He's our play caller, so it's because of him. So stop taking Montgomery out of the game. Leave him in there. He is our workhorse, you know? Leave him in the football game. Put the ball in his hands. He makes the most happen with the football. He absolutely does. So that's on Matt Nagy. Bear down to him. Bear down Sean Desai, our new defensive coordinator. He got smoked by Sean McVay tonight. The, uh, I mean, well, I mean, (laughs) even on the Van Jefferson play where it was more Eddie Jackson and Deshaun Gibson uh, not touching him when he was down, but he was wide open. He was wide open. He made that catch uncontested. And then Jackson and Gibson just ran right past him without touching him. So he just gets up and runs in An, a great heads up play uh, on his part. And, uh, but then, you know, later on in the third quarter, like I said, nineties, 90 seconds into the third quarter, um, it was a 13, seven ball game where we felt good scoring that touchdown just before halftime, making it a 13 to seven game. The Rams start with the football. 90 seconds in is 20 to 7 because Cooper Cup was wide open. I mean, embarrassingly open. 10 yards behind everybody else uh, for the touchdown. Take away those two plays. Take away those two. And we're looking at a different ball game. But again, like I said, this we're we're not that team that can have those mistakes and then cover them up later or make up make them up afterwards. We're that team that has to be. Perfect. And those two big plays, that's literally the difference in the game. I know we still lose 20 to 14 if we just eliminate those two touchdowns, but if it's 20 to 14 and we've got the ball with three minutes to go, we're looking at a much different approach. Instead of trying to dink and dunk and, you know, run the clock out, and we're actually trying to win the football game. And, uh, you know, we have a chance to do that. But instead, it was a three score. Uh, game and we're just trying to get out of town and uh, you know Sean Desai uh, wasn't all that impressive in the preseason and was terrible tonight you know it's like the defense uh, it's you listen to knee-jerk reactions you're going to hear me go through the gamut of emotions I mean I don't get all super pissed or or anything like that but it's like in the first two quarters at halftime it's like I think the defense is playing well actually aside from the going into halftime with the one big mistake it's like you know Stafford's not carving us up we're stuffing the run uh we we look pretty decent uh on offense Uh, you know we're we're moving the chains we're hanging on to the ball and uh and all that kind of stuff it it, it doesn't look too bad uh, out there take away that mistake it's a completely different football game I said the same thing after the third quarter take away those two big plays we're looking at a much different ball game uh right now the Bears are winning 14 to 13 going into the fourth quarter with those two plays 
uh, gone, not down 27 to 14. Uh, it, it's a different ball game, but those two huge mistakes, that was literally the difference in the game. It changed everything. Those two monumental mistakes and they were blown coverages. And I don't think it was completely on our secondary, just, you know, brain farting their way into a huge mistake or anything. You got to look at the, because how many times did we get beat like that under Fangio or or under, or under uh, Pagano uh, the last couple of years? It just, it didn't happen like that. It just didn't. I mean, we, 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 you know, we had a bad play here, a bad play there, but we didn't have several in each, in one football game like we did uh, tonight. And in the chess game, Sean McVay was just checkmating the shit out of Sean Desai tonight. That's what was happening. So not a good debut for our rookie defensive coordinator. Bear down, Sean Desai. And then I'll just talk about all three of these guys at the same time. Bear down, Eddie Jackson. Bear down, Marky Christian. Bear down, Deshaun Gibson. Now, Deshaun Gibson, it's more so for the forgetting that you weren't in college anymore play uh, for Van Jefferson in the first touchdown. Eddie Jackson was also guilty uh, on that play but uh, also uh, did not still can't tackle worth a damn uh, right now. And uh, Marquis Christian, who was our nickelback uh, tonight, is kind of making me miss, <laughs> kind of making me miss Buster Screen because, uh, man, did he get smoked again tonight. It just, it just wasn't good. None of those guys was good. Uh, Eddie Jackson being the most guilty uh, there we they had a third and thirteen on that final touchdown drive for the Rams. Eddie Jackson, being a good football player because he is reg- <laughs> he actually is a good football player, which is so frustrating about what he's been putting on the field lately. Um, sniffs it out, you know. It was a short, like maybe three or four yard pass to Cooper Cup. He you know has Cooper Cup runs you know just. Over overshoots the play, so he misses Cooper Cup. Then Marky Christian misses out on the tackle, and then Cooper Cup uh, makes it uh, for gets about sixteen on third and thirteen, and they turn that into the final touchdown, the dagger, if you will, to make it thirty-four uh, to fourteen. And um, you know, God bless Collinsworth and Michaels on that particular play because that was more like the the will of Cooper Cup rather than the piss poor tackling on the part of, of Christian and, and Eddie Jackson uh, on that one. I mean, it's getting ridiculous uh, with this. And, and um, you know, Eddie Jackson is slowly but surely playing his way out of Chicago because he's getting paid way too much to be playing like this. It's just, it's not good. It's not good at all. I mean, next year we could have, we could be in salary cap hell next week for all the dead, or next year, I should say, for all the dead money that we're going to be carrying to get rid of these players and start over uh, kind of thing. So, I mean, we'll see how that ends up going. Like 22 will be a reset year, and then 23 we'll have cap money, we'll have a first-round pick again, and things like that to be able to truly hit the reset button and and, uh, get after it in 2023. It'll be year 300 Justin Fields, and uh, probably with a new head coach and a general manager. (laughs) and everything like that so uh but you know eddie jackson it's it's getting it's getting embarrassing out there uh i don't know what happened uh to eddie jackson he it can't just be because fangio isn't our dc anymore because right now 
the, the further we go into this, or the further we get away from the Fangio era in Chicago, the more it looks like Eddie Jackson uh, was a superstar because of Vic Fangio and not so much because of Eddie Jackson. It's because Fangio was putting him in the right spot to make those plays as opposed to Eddie Jackson showing Ed Reed-like instincts to, to, to be in position to make those plays. So, um, yeah, it's getting ugly out there for uh, Eddie Jackson. It needs to turn around ASAP, dude, because, um, you know, we're, we're outside of his rookie contract, or at least I, th- I think we are. And uh, he's going to be cashing in on that 15 mil a season. Uh, and uh, he's, what is this? This is year five for him. So, yeah, we're in the first year of that extension right now. His rookie contract is over, and he's getting paid the big bucks, and he's not earning them. He's not earning them. So, actually, he hasn't been earning that contract at all. He signed it before uh, 2019, and, uh, yeah, he's not earning that money. He's not. So, (sighs) got to get that fixed. So, and then, uh, finally, here's your positive note. Most valuable bear, obviously, David Montgomery, like I said, 16 carries, 108 yards and a touchdown. The one carry or the one reception for 10 yards, that's the travesty there, but that's on Nagy. Keep taking him out of the goddamn game. You got to leave him in there, man. You got to leave him in there. You got to let Montgomery take over the football game. Because like I said, he's the best player we have on offense. It's not Allen Robinson. It is not. Uh, and like I said, Allen Robinson's a good football player. He is absolutely. He's our best receiver. He's our second best offensive player on the team. But he's not number one. And number one should be the guy that's getting the ball the most. Get him running the football. Get him catching it out of the backfield. Uh, let's run this thing through him so that Allen Robinson can shine. Because if we consistently, you know, if we make David Montgomery the focal point of the offense, I think that opens things up for Allen Robinson. That, you know, with the play action and, and things like that, I think just it opens it up. We're, tr- we're doing it backwards. Nagy's got it backwards, man. Uh, we need to be a run-first football team because Montgomery's the man. He absolutely is. We need to be running it through him. And uh, he keeps trying to turn this into the, the Kansas City Chiefs. And we don't have uh, Tariq Hell and, and McCulk Hardman and, you know, Travis Kelsey. We, we don't have that. Okay. We have Allen Robinson. Absolutely. We have some, we have Darnell Mooney. That's great. He's like Tyreek Hill light. And, uh, you know, Cole Komet is still working his way up. He's leap. He's, you know, he's light years from uh, Travis Kelsey uh, at this point. Uh, but we got better running backs. We got uh, David Montgomery. If you put him on the Chiefs, good God, watch out, you know. But we have David Montgomery, and we should be using him. We should be running the offense through him to open things up for everybody else. Our play-action uh, game would be sick if we would just focus on Montgomery because we'd have defenses loading up the box, daring us to throw the ball. Collinsworth talked himself blue in the face tonight about how the Rams were daring us to run. They were not afraid of us throwing the football. They were not afraid. They were sitting back to defend the pass, daring us to run the ball. And, uh, yeah, we, that needs to be the other way around. We need to be facing, you know, eight-man boxes and uh, having them dare us to throw and letting us hurt them with our passing game, you know, that just – that's my two cents for now. So anyway, it's getting late. I need to get to bed. I got to get up in the morning for work. So I'm going to go ahead and close it out here. Most valuable bear for week one, David Montgomery. 
write it down. Probably the first of many uh, for this year, or at least I hope so uh, anyway. But um, be sure to come back tomorrow on uh, Tuesday for the deep dive review. We'll have knee-jerk reactions and uh, other thoughts and opinions. And like I said, hopefully after uh, having a day of uh, analysis uh, from the experts, help me better express the way I feel uh, about this game, uh, we'll be able to express those thoughts uh, in tomorrow's episode. So anyway, crappy way to start the year, but Nagy's one for three on opening day. Frankly, he should be 0 for 4 because DeAndre Swift dropped a game-winning touchdown pass last season. But, um, you know, but he's a killer in September. You know, he's he's, what we've we've started every season under Nagy three and one. So hopefully we're about to go on a three-game winning streak uh, so that we can do that again. But uh, with uh, the Bengals look good today, Cleveland looked damn good despite the fact they lost to Kansas City. And, uh, you know, Detroit showed a lot of heart. Uh, even in a losing effort against the 49ers. So first four games are not easy by any stretch of the imagination. We got two winnable games with Cincinnati and, and Detroit, and uh, Cleveland is going to be another Rams game, I think, after after today's performance. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So anyway, that's going to do it. Come back tomorrow for the Deep Dive Review. And until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been Bears Talk Underground. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.